You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. love the Lord. We're thankful for Him and what He has done in our lives and what He is doing in people's lives. Amen. Praise God. Uh, we're going to turn to Acts chapter 1, verses 9 through 11 this evening. Acts chapter 1, 9 through 11. This is the first time for Jasper to hear his papa uh, preach. I'm hoping he doesn't cry and scream and that would be disheartening. Amen. Or maybe it's tears of to the Lord, right? Amen. But uh, we're thankful. It's been a couple of years since we've uh, seen Isaac and Julie. They, they're in Alberta. And so uh, it, it's amazing how that they beat us to New Brunswick. They flew and uh, didn't have any issues, and they got here uh, before us. We were supposed to get here um, before them, but uh, that's just how it all worked out. But we're so thankful uh, for the time that we have had uh, with them and uh, with our grandchildren. Acts chapter 1, 9 through 11. Let's stand for the reading of the word of the Lord, if you can. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which was taken up from you into heaven, so shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Amen. And this evening, I just want to take a little bit of time, and I want to talk to you on this subject. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Praise God. Can we just lift our hands and our voices one more time to the Lord and just pray? Jesus, we love you, Lord God. We're thankful for your word, Lord. We're thankful for this church, Lord God, and the burden that this church has for its city, Lord, and for uh, Cornerbrook and for Newfoundland, Lord God. I pray that you would bless them mightily, Lord God, for what they do. I pray, God, as you uh, as we go forth today, Lord God, tonight through your word, that you would anoint your servant to minister your word, Lord God, that your hearts would be open to receive tonight in this sanctuary and online, Lord God, that you would minister, that you would draw us closer through your word and spirit. Bless us tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wave to somebody uh, around you, and you may be seated. Amen. Praise God. Jesus is coming back. Since Jesus ascended up into heaven, it has been declared and preached that Jesus is coming back. And every person that has said Jesus is coming back has been absolutely right. From the uh, day after He ascended into heaven until tonight, every person who says or who declares or who preaches that Jesus is coming back has absolutely been correct. They just didn't know the exact time. But we know tonight that He is coming back. 
If this generation passes, the next generation must preach and must declare that He is coming back. Matthew 24 and 36, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Luke chapter 21, 34 and 35, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting or excessive overeating and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. That's why it's preached. That's why it's declared over and over again that Jesus is coming back because there is a warning that if we are not careful, we can become so busy with our lives that His returning will sneak up on us and it will happen and we won't even realize it. We may not know the exact day or the exact hour or the exact year but we can know the times and the signs of His coming. We know that the devil wants to distract us. That the devil wants to get our eyes on other things that are transpiring in this world so that we will forget that Jesus is coming back. That we will allow our, our walk with God be, to become lukewarm. That we will allow our prayer life to become dull, that we would allow our our Bible reading time to become sporadic because we forget that Jesus could come back at any moment. Praise God. As we see Scripture unfolding before us, something inside of us should be stirred to draw us closer to the Lord. Something should be stirred within us to be ready to meet the Lord, to repent of the sins that are weighing us down. Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 and 5 says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. A personal warning to each of us. If someone comes to you and says they are Jesus Christ, you need to run away. Now, my wife has called me Lord from time to time. I'll never forget those moments. But I'm not Jesus Christ. And nobody else here is Jesus Christ. If they perform miracles and even healings take place, don't believe that they are Jesus Christ. In fact, we read it in Acts chapter 1, Jesus is coming back just like He left. Matthew 24 and 24 says, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before, wherefore if they shall say unto you, Behold, He is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, He is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. 
Praise the Lord. We know He's not coming back to gather a following on this earth again. He's not coming back in physical form to, to walk on this earth like He did before. He's not going to gather disciples again before. When He comes back, He will be in the clouds. And He will call His church home. Praise God. When that trumpet blows, we will see Him in the air. We will rise to meet Him. Praise the Lord. Many people have told us when Jesus was coming back. Probably Harold Camping was one of the most famous. On May the 21st, 2011, the Lord was supposed to return. After that didn't happen, he got a new revelation, I guess. And September the 6th, 19, or sorry, September the 6th, 1994 was when he first said it. And then he said May the 21st, 2011. Many people have said when he's coming back. But all Jesus tells us is be ready. Be ready. Don't concern yourself with the time or the day or the hour. Just be ready. Whatever it takes, be ready. Whatever you've got to sacrifice, whatever you've got to do, be ready. Matthew 24 and 12, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. The sad Scripture. Because of iniquity, because of sin, because of the darkness of this world, the love of many shall wax cold. Individuals, even entire churches, will become lukewarm. They will lose their worship. Their passion for God will slowly slip away. And it may seem like we are a broken record, those that preach and declare that Jesus is coming back. Sometimes we may even get tired of hearing it or, or, or we may just brush it off. But it needs to be said repeatedly that Jesus is coming back. Be ready. Get right with God. Do what you've got to do because Jesus is coming back. Praise God. Matthew 24 and 13, But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. I wish that Scripture wasn't in there. I wish He didn't say we had to endure some things. But we may have to endure some things. There will be those that will make it. There will be those in the last days that stay on fire for God. There will be those that will not give in to sin. Praise God. There will be those that will endure. Praise God. Because God can give us the strength. He can give us the ability to make it if we choose to follow Him. If we choose to stand for Him. Praise God. Praise God. The devil's going to do everything he can to try and wear us out. He's going to do everything he can to discourage us. The world is going to entice and, and tempt us. But we've got to make up our minds that we're going to serve God and no others. Praise God. God is going to have a church that is ready to meet Him. The question is, will you be in it? And that's not just sitting in the pew. 
That's not just attending services. Well, that's my church. I go there every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Saturday, every, every time the church doors are open, I'm there. But are you ready to meet Him? Are you ready to meet Him? Has He made a change in your life? Has He transformed your life? Is He everything to you? Is there no one more important than Jesus Christ in your life? Have you totally submitted your life to Him? Lately I've heard of too many that have given up. That have turned away. But church, we are so close. I mean, the finish line is in view. We're so close to the coming of the Lord. We're so close to seeing our Savior face to face. It doesn't matter what you have to go through. It doesn't matter how bad your life may seem to be right now. It it doesn't matter what uh, physical or emotional uh, things you may be going through. It will be worth it all when you see your Savior face to face. Praise God. When you step on that street of gold, hallelujah, when you see the nail prints in His hands, it will be worth everything. Praise God. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. The signs of His coming shouldn't scare us. But they should wake us up to the fact that we need to be going about our Father's business. You see, even during this pandemic called COVID, the mission of the church hasn't changed. We should still be reaching the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We shouldn't be debating and arguing amongst ourselves whether we should be following this guideline or that guideline. We shouldn't be debating and and causing division amongst ourselves and on our opinions or what we think is going on. We've got to stay focused on what the mission of the church is, and that is to reach the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ because Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. Matthew 24 and 6, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. The end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Wow. What a horrible time. What a horrible world to live in. But Jesus is coming back. We already have the World Bank, the World Trade Organization, the World Health Organization, and the World Court. How long before we have a world government? Mm. Anti-Semitism is at an all-time high. 
Things are happening all over the world. Uh, Putin and Biden, they're, they're ruffling each other's feathers. I mean, we're, it's crazy what's taking place. Just a while ago, I watched a video of a, a man with a chip in his hand, and he was talking about how great that was and, and how convenient that was. And listen, if I was in the world, I'd take it. I hate carrying a wallet. It would be so convenient, wouldn't it? Just to have that chip and, and all your information is there and so on to have. But, but I know the Word of God tells us about it. The Word of God tells us what is transpiring in our world in these end times. And so we've got to be ready. We've got to be ready. Revelation chapter 9 verses 13 to 15 And the sixth angel sounded and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar which is before God saying to the sixth angel which had the trumpet, loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men. Wow. Wow. But through it all, Jesus empowers us with His Spirit to reach this world. Praise God. Ephesians 5 and 27, that He might present it to Himself a glorious church. I think that's so important, that He might present it to Himself a glorious church. Not a weak church. Not a barely surviving church. Not a fearful church. But a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Praise God. There is no greater institution on this earth that we can be a part of, but to be a part of the church of the living God. Praise God. You need to be thankful every day that you get up that you're a part of Mission Point Church. Praise God. It may not be perfect. But it's the best thing that you can be a part of. And why isn't it perfect? Well, because you're in it. Please keep praying for us. Keep praying for us. We're not perfect, but He is. He's perfecting us. Praise God. And that day when I meet Him, then I will be perfect. Praise God. But until then, I'm just going to keep walking with Jesus. Offenses may come, hurts may come, but I'm going to keep walking with Jesus. I'm going to be faithful to the house of the Lord. Praise God. I'm going to be involved in the work of the church. Praise God. Because I understand that Jesus is coming back. And so while we are waiting for His returning, what are we to do? Well, it really is simple. Be ready. Be ready. Be faithful. Be involved. Read the Word daily. Pray daily. Worship daily. Fast daily. I'm just seeing if you were paying attention. Fast regularly. Reach out to others. Be a witness. Let your light shine. Praise God. That's what we ought to do. Noah built the ark. 
The people were warned. They didn't heed the warning. They didn't take it seriously. I know many of you have heard all your life that Jesus is coming back. Many of you have grown up in the church and you have served Him all your life. And, and over and over and over, maybe thousands of times, you have heard that Jesus is coming back. But do not uh, allow that just to brush off from you. Don't, don't, don't become cynical of that. The boy was watching his sheep. And he decides to cry wolf. The townspeople come, but there is no wolf. Another day, the boy cries out, there's a wolf attacking the sheep. Again, the people run out to save the sheep, but no wolf. He does this a few more times, when suddenly a wolf does come and begins to kill the sheep. But this time, when the boy cries wolf, None of the people come, and the sheep are killed. Hang on, Jasper, I'm almost done. You know, I think the enemy allows people to to rise up and say, oh, he's coming back September the 6th. Oh, he's coming back January the 1st. Oh, he's coming back May the 2nd. Just like crying wolf. And eventually the people just stop listening. But let that not be said of us. That when a a man of God or a brother or sister or anyone talks about Jesus coming back, let it stir something within us. Just a few years ago, Millville, the parsonage is is a mini home. And the one end was our bedroom. And, and if the bedroom door was open, our bed, you could look out the, the door and, and you could see the, the door coming into the house. There was an entryway and a door, and then you open that door and come in. And my wife and I were sleeping one night. I think Isaac, his bedroom may have been downstairs at that time, or he was coming in or something. Um, I'm trying not to stretch this story. My wife tells me I... All I do now is just exaggerate, and so I'm trying not to do that. Um, so Isaac, we're sleeping, sound asleep. Isaac comes through that door really quiet to get something or whatever, and I, I, I'm laying flat, and I sit right up, and I say, Jesus, is that you? I was ready. I was ready. And then... I think after a while, for a bit, every time Jesus, uh, Jesus, every time Isaac would come in that door, he'd be like, "Dad, it's okay. It's not Jesus. It's just me." But maybe I stretched that part. But anyway, I ju- I just sat right up. Jesus, is that you? You know, I, that ought to be how we feel when we hear about Jesus coming back. That that's ought, what should happen with our spirit when somebody says. Hey, Jesus is coming back. We're in the end times. This is, we're getting close to the end here. He's coming back for His church. Something should stir up within us to say, Jesus, is that you? Yeah, you're right. You are coming back soon. Praise God. Hallelujah. We don't have time to play around with sin. 
None of us know what tomorrow holds and whether we will even be here or not. And so right now, we must be ready to meet Him. Praise God. Music, if you could return. We've got to be ready. Young people, you might think you've got lots of time left. But you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready. Jesus is coming back. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get right. You know, I've I got to sow those wild oats. I, I, I just want to experience the world a little bit. You know, I've heard so many times people that have grown up in the church, I've heard a few times you have testimony service and so on, and, and you talk to them after and they say, you know, well, I, I don't really have a testimony. You know, you, you were a drug addict and, and your life was a mess and, and, and Jesus delivered you and, and He set you free and, you know, all of these great things happened, but I've always been in the church. I really don't have a testimony. And, and I don't know what that's like because I didn't grow up in the church. Jesus had to reach a long ways down to pick me up. And so when I see someone in the church, I see a great testimony. When someone has grown up in the church and lived for God all their lives, again, doesn't mean they're perfect. But they've stayed true. They, when they've fallen, they've risen back up. And they've walked with God. I look at that and I think, what a testimony. Praise God that through it all, through all the temptations and through everything, the peer pressure and so on, they have straight, stayed true to their Lord and Savior. What a great testimony you have. You do not need to experience the world. You do not need to experience the things of this world. Take it from somebody that, that came out of the world. There is nothing like serving Jesus Christ. There is nothing like experiencing what we have felt and what we feel in this service tonight. The world cannot compare to what Jesus can do for your life. So be ready. Throw away those sins. Get over that bitterness and that hurt. Forgive whoever you need to forgive because Jesus is coming back. Let's stand this evening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not crying wolf tonight. He's coming. Whether you're in this sanctuary or online, He's coming. He's coming. Whatever you have to sacrifice to get ready. Whatever you have to do to be ready. Whatever attitudes, whatever things you've got to give up or things that you need to do to get ready, please do it. Whatever it takes, Jesus is coming back. Why are we in Corner Brook? Newfoundland because Jesus is coming back and that city needs to hear that he's coming they need to experience a, a mighty move of God's spirit and presence and power that city of 20,000 people the west coast of Newfoundland needs to know that Jesus is coming 
back. He's coming back. Hallelujah. I don't know your life. I, I don't know what is going on in your life. But Jesus does. And He's as close as the mention of His name. And if you will allow Him to, and if you will submit your life to Him and to His Word, He can forever change your life because He's coming back. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.